Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good morning, afternoon, evening, or wherever the hell it is. I am Ron Kolick, your host, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International Special Edition. Uh, joining us all the way from the West Coast is our special guest, Marla Brooks. And all the way from the land of the Red Dragon is Mr. Steve Parsons. Good evening. Mm-hmm. Yes, Hello. So, anyways, we. I uh, it's good morning in California, isn't it? No, it's no. one minute past the morning. Oh, right. It's nice 12, try. 12.01, yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so we've, uh, we've decided to do something. We, meaning me, uh, have decided to do something new. <laughs> God this help year. us! He's decided to do something. <laughs> and. Uh, so tired of listening to Steve's voice by myself, I decided to add a feminine touch. And I think uh, when I was thinking about who I could add, I thought of, well, who's the most feminine person I know? And, of course, that would be Marla Brooks. Well, that's Anne Kerrigan pissed off. Yes. <laughs> I, don't have to, I don't have to worry because she never listens to the show, so it's not a problem at all. Oh. Good job she doesn't listen. If she I didn't... say she dyes her hair, she'll never know. Back in the doghouse. <laughs> yeah, get me in trouble before I've even said a few words. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So joining us from Stirring the Cauldron, which is a long, 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 long running show on Pararex. <laughs> How many years? Ten. Ten years. Or so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is Marla Brooks, of course. And uh, my favorite West Coast witch. But we decided to get together and we've got to come up with a, a catchy name for the show, though. That was something I was thinking about. And okay. uh, I haven't. My well is dry. I have no idea what that would be. So think about it, and we're going to do this hopefully every third Tuesday of the month, unless we don't. And uh, so there you go. Uh, and we'll take a, a subject. I guess this is the, the the brainchild that I had. We'll take a subject, and we'll discuss it from three different points of view. So there you go. Maybe better and, explain to people what the three points are. Or maybe Steve and I don't know what your three points are. No, we don't. You haven't told us yet. (laughs) Yeah, the the three points are very simply yours, mine, and his. Okay. (laughs) Those are the three points. That says it all. Yeah, it does. So what else? So we'll take a topic. We'll we'll decide what our points of view want to be on this particular topic, and uh, whatever we want to discuss, and we'll we'll comment on each other's points of view and things, and we'll see what up. It all, you know, what happens. So, okay. Steve nope. came up with a brilliant idea to talk about witchcraft since Mahler is a witch. So, <gasps> You're telling people that. Oh. Well, anyway. they could tell by your green complexion. Yeah, and the wart. But we don't talk about the wart. Mm. We just did. I'm hoping people don't listen as they usually don't listen to me. <laughs> just right over their head. 
Yeah. You certainly don't yeah. listen to us. See? <laughs> I'm right in the right group. Mm-hmm. So there you go. So, uh, you know, I think we should start it off by, since witchcraft is our topic is, what is witchcraft, uh, Mala? Really hard to define. I mean, technically, it's the manipulation of energy to come to a thing that you want to have happen. Exactly. Very scientific. It's really technical, yeah. Yeah, yeah really. Well, it sounded good in the beginning, though, didn't it? No, um, not even close. Oh, come on. Manipulation. Yes, yes. Yeah, you threw a big word and that was it. I did, yeah. But that's what it is. I mean, witchcraft is different than being a witch. Let's put it that way. Witchcraft is the art of practicing witchcraft. Um, witches just are witches. Um, Wait, not witches all... are just witches? What do you mean witches are just witches? What is a witch? I, you know, I had I asked a guest that the other day. On you the asked show. a guest? You don't, you're a witch and you don't know? No, no, no. I, mean, no. I, wanted, I wanted her, her uh, comment because it was a really interesting book that she wrote about that, about witches in general. Really? And it, it, there is, a, I mean, she she kind of gave a, a fairly intelligent answer about that. But she said witches are, are just like any group. I mean, they're all different. Um, there's a lot of stereotypical things about witches, like, you know, like you said, green complexions, warts. Uh, we eat little children, um, you know, all these kinds of things. Well, that. Sir. Well, you know, a little cherry on top. Maybe you, maybe um, you wouldn't get food poison if you didn't eat little kids. It was, damn it, that's what it was. Damn. I'll have to learn better. But everybody everybody is different. Everybody practices differently. And, um, you know, we. but witchcraft, not all witches practice witchcraft, which is interesting because everybody, you know, one of the misconceptions is that we sit around a cauldron cackling all day doing spells. Which isn't the case. That's not to say we don't cackle at times. It happens. But um, it, 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 there's so many misinterpretations of, of what we are and who we are and what we do. I mean, all right, you know several witches, Ron. And I don't think any of us are the same. I mean, all right, so I know Kelly Spangler. She and I aren't the same in, in many ways. You know, you wouldn't think that we were like, you know. Best buddy sisters were really good friends, but but everybody practices differently. I have um, a friend, Victoria Gross, who is also um, a medium, and you know she is very soft spoken, and and she her witchcraft is different because she's going from a mediumistic point of view, or or you know some people go from a more spiritual point of view, some people follow the ancient ways. I mean, it's it's really difficult to explain. So I think as we talk and stuff, uh, we'll probably make a better understanding by by interpretation and, and what we're saying perhaps Steve what, what, what are you what is your definition of a witch what do you conce- conceive a witch as well you know I, I tend to be a bit traditional um, because in terms of uh, how I always think about a witch as opposed to a warlock because I was always brought up to believe that the warlock is the male equivalent of the witch so uh, for me um, I've always uh, thought along the line of it being female with uh, someone who uses or possesses magical powers, predominantly evil powers rather than, you know, for the power of good. Um, I don't go along with the, you know, this notion of black cloaks and pointy hats and flying around on, on 
brooms because that that very much comes later um mm -hmm. For me, I, the, the, the traditional sort of uh, female practicing the dark, the dark arts and uh, someone who was consistently persecuted. Mm -hmm. And I want to address your, your warlock comment, too, because, uh -huh, because mm -hmm. um, I was brought up to, to understand that warlock was a derogatory term. Mm -hmm. um, meaning somebody that was a traitor or, or somebody that was a backstabber. And so if you called a male witch a warlock, they, you know, they got kicked out of the coven kind of thing. They, they're um, right. I mean, it was a derogatory yeah. term, but it was used commonly used by the witch hunters during the oh, yeah. sort of 7th, 15th, 16th, 17th century. Yeah. Um, as a, and it was, you know, a derisory term, but it was used exclusively to describe male witches. Of course, I think it actually means oathbreaker. Yes, um, that too. And of course, a male witch nowadays is a witch, That's as it. as are the rest of the LGBTQ mm, witches not that are out there. Not necessarily. Oh. I disagree with that. Do we have gender? Do we have non-gender specific, non-binary witches now? Yeah. The interesting. <laughs> well, when I when I uh, first started the show years and years ago, um, one of my first guests on the show was Christian Day and Sean Portier from Salem, who were witches. <laughs> Boy, you picked the right ones to be. Yeah, right off the bat. So. Uh, and, and on that show, and I have the audio, in fact, um, is that Sean said and Christian agreed that uh, warlocks was a derogatory term, uh, meaning that they were oath breakers and they didn't call themselves that. Fast forward, Sean is now passed. Um, this an article came out uh, calling uh, somebody a warlock, and, uh, actually Christian Day. Uh, it was on TV, in fact, and he went and he embraced the warlock thing, saying it is a male witch. And so he absorbed uh, this thing and, and turned it around as to being a male witch. So uh, all the male witches I know call themselves witches. And, yes, and, and that's and, what it's always been. But I mean, yeah. Christian being UK, Christian. <laughs> here yeah. in the UK, um, the archaic term for men who practiced magic of various forms was always wizard. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that holds true, you know, through history. And particularly in, 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 in Welsh um, and Scottish folklore. Um, in fact, Carmarthenshire, the county adjacent to where I'm in Pembrokeshire, West Wales, is notable for its wise uh, healers who were called by the population wizards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, while you guys were chatting, I uh, took out my new lexicon Webster's Encyclopedia Dictionary of the English language, the deluxe edition, which is weighs about 20 pounds. And, and this is great because I felt like a witch. I, I had this giant old book and I cranked it open and went through it to find out what their definition was of a witch. And this is what they have, which is kind of intriguing in itself. And here we go. Since I made this big thing about opening the book and everything, I closed it and opened it again. Here we go. <laughs> so the main definition is a woman practicing sorcery, usually with the aid or through the medium of an evil spirit. 
Then the second one, of course, is an ugly old woman. <laughs> and then, uh, of course, as, as a as a uh, a verb, it's uh, the cast a spell. So, uh, so there you have it. So that's according to my Funk and Wagner's Webster dictionary. Well, I think that's generally across the board, pretty much what people think. They still do. Mm-hmm. Um, People, I mean, take Salem, for example. Okay, we all know what happened in Salem. Do we really? Well, we do, you know, the Salem witch trials. Some people think they actually burned witches in Salem. I know, yeah, I know. No, they didn't. And it was 19 people, and and they hung them, and and whatever. Well, actually, 19 hung, one crest, and two dogs. Giles Corey, who kept saying... Wait more Don't weight. The two dogs. I did forget no. the two dogs. Yeah, she did. There were two dogs who were killed too. Yeah, that's for witchcraft. People are, but in spite of all that, Salem does. What, what's their logo on the police cars and on buildings and everything? It's a wicked old witch with a wart riding a broom, right? Yep. Okay, so they're perpetuating the image for, I guess, monetary gain. Maybe. And I'm, I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, you know, it, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But people see that and they think, OK, well, yeah. Now, if Salem can do that, these people must be really bad. They must be witches, but, you know, I mean, bad witches and whatever. And Halloween does the same thing. You know, you don't you don't really see anything but warts and green complexions and brooms and, you know, whatever hags. And, and so I think that's why in a sense and even though it's fiction harry potter did the witchcraft generation um a favor because they looked like normal people and i think a lot of people that scared people and i think that's where the some of the people that were against the movie because they thought you know it was like satanism and all that came they they were afraid when they saw that people looked those witches were depicted as people that maybe they knew somebody that was a witch and they didn't really know because she wasn't wearing a black hat so you know there's i don't i don't think anybody's ever going to change their opinion about witches i i seriously don't even though we try to um make us more (laughs) user-friendly to say the least uh, Incidentally, do, do you, are you aware of the origin of the pointy hat? Well, it was a dunce cap, wasn't it? No, apparently not. Um, oh. the, Wel- the Welsh national costume uh, for, for the females, in mm-hmm. fact, there is only a, a national costume for the females in Wales, is a black cape and a uh, black brimmed, wide brimmed hat that comes oh. to almost the point. Ah. Oh. And the Welsh have, have laid claim to um, the fact that uh, this is the precursor of the witch's outfit that we recognise today. Now, how true that is, or whether it's marketing hype, but it is a fact that the Welsh national costume is this yeah. black, long black cape with this pointy, wide-brimmed black hat. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so, there could be, you know, many different things. Um so is is a witch a woman that practices the art of uh, spell casting? Some do, some don't. Some so witches if you don't, are, what are you then? I mean, I, I still well, don't, if you don't, I, you're still a witch. I mean, okay, still a witch. What defines the witch, though? We're going. All right, back. I will. I will jump to Wiccans because that's the easiest thing and the most. Um, why? Why did you jump to Wiccans? Because a Wiccan is not a witch necessarily. Yes. Well, they. Well, this is my point. I mean, they are all Wiccans are witches, but all not, but not all witches are Wiccans. 
That's what we say. Wiccans are white, supposedly very white witches, you know, the Glindas of the world or the Glindas of the world. Um, they do no harm. They go by the threefold law. You know, what you put out comes back to you three times. Um, they're the what they're referred to as the fluffy bunnies of the witch world because they don't do negative spells. They don't do anything. And I, I, I question that because everybody's human and everybody has a breaking point. And so you can't be 100% love and light all the time, which, you know, supposedly they are. They don't, you know. Isn't this all a bit, I mean, isn't Wicca more to do with the perverted uh, ideas of Gerald Gardner in the 1960s? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, this that's... Idea of, let's take our clothes off and run naked around the fields. <laughs> yeah, but wait a minute. What about the, the woman in the village that was practicing herbal tea and, and all that other stuff in there? They were called witches. Well, that's what I'm saying. Back well, historically, back... they weren't in the UK till James I came along. No, 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 well, I'm not talking about, oh, in the UK, but in Europe they were. Well, but witches were always, before they were, I mean, they were, um, let's go back to the Druids. Let's start there, because they were more popular than witches. They were the, the elite witches, and they're the ones that everybody looked up to and bowed to, and they had great respect. I mean, they would go into somebody, a royalty's house, to visit, and they got the head of the table. Druids were the teachers, Druids were the people that made the medicine, and, and they were the wise ones. And then witches came about, um, long story, but but then they became the wise women. And they also had um, some really good respectability, but they not all of them casted spells. Some of them were midwives. Some of them made medicine out of um, herbs and roots right. and things like that. So that... That's witches don't necessarily have to cast spells. They can do other things in, in the forms of healing, like making medicine and all that kind of stuff. So it doesn't mean that somebody's not a witch if you don't do magic. You have other Paula, things because it's basically nature-based. Yes. What? Can, I, can I inquire about, because I have quite a number of friends and acquaintances who are witches of various forms, and they have, and this is the problem, um, this various forms. Some of them describe themselves as, as hedge witches, Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, I, I, I walk along the I, I walk along the lanes and avenues, and I've never seen anybody lurking in a hedge casting <laughs> spells. I mean, what is what is all these different oh labels? My God. Yeah, there's head witches, there's cottage witches, there's grey witches, there's, I mean, more than you can even imagine. I mean, everybody's got this sub subhead, I guess is what you want to call it. Head witches, hedge witches, I have one, uh, uh, somebody in the UK, she's been on my show a couple of times, a very lovely lady, Mandy Mitchell, and she's into cookery. She She's into um, growing plants and, and being outside in the nature all the time and, and, you know, playing with little animals and whatever. That's her definition. <laughs> and, and I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying it the right way, but you know what I'm saying. Evidently. Evidently, Yeah. But but we're we'll back her, to Gerald Gardner again, aren't we? Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> but and and I get looked at because I I you know I, I'm not anti Wicca. I'm not. But people. Sure I mean, sounded. Well, no, it's not anti. Fluffy it's, it's, bunnies of the. Wicca. That's not my terminology. That's about everybody else's. I I got I'm called sure. that once. Not me. Okay, not so me. here's the thing. Here's the thing. I when I first started my show, um, I. And even the opening of my show now is part of the Wiccan read, which is, you know, the Wiccan thing that, R-E-D-E, -E, not like 
read in an instrument. And it, it's the law, the bylaws, I guess is what the Wiccan read could be called. And I open my show with that every week um, because it, it, it rhymes, which I like, and it, it just kind of sets the mood for the show. So people immediately thought I was Wiccan. And I thought, well, that was safe because I was a little bit afraid to come out of the closet, actually, when they asked me to do a show. Um, And I I just figured that if I was, you know, a white witch, if I was Wiccan, that they would trust me and know me and get to know me and, and that would be fine. And so for the longest time, and people are still accusing me of being Wiccan, and, and I, I, you know, I'm not. Um, but I believe in some of their tenets. I believe in some of the things, you know, I need harm none and, and things like that. Um, yeah. And I, ah. well, you know, I'm a sissy witch, maybe, in that ah. way. spells. <laughs> get in first before they get you. <laughs> hey, I do that, too. See, I, I've, okay, I hate labels. I really, really hate labels. And and this hedge witch and all this stuff and the, there's a kitchen witch and all that, but I think the thing that fits me best is a gray witch, and that means that you live both in the black and white. You know, you can cross the line if you need to, but you probably don't need to or want to. You know, but that's that's more human. You know, if if somebody anybody if they are pacifists to the nth degree. And they see somebody coming after their husband or wife with a gun and starting to shoot them. Do you think that person's going to stand by and not do something? You know, everybody has that line to cross. I I had um, uh, a white witch, and she was proclaiming herself a white witch on a a radio show uh, Mm -hmm. uh, during last year. And I asked her the question because what what, what, um, intrigued me, she said that all of her all of the, the, the spells that she casts are only for good. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, what sort of spells do you cast? She said, well, things like love spells. Uh-huh. I said, so if you cast a love spell on somebody because they want, um, or for somebody, say they, they want somebody to, to fall in love with them, isn't that potentially impacting negatively on the person who is being influenced by the spell? Taking because away you their are, free will. Exactly. So therefore, is that, is that really white magic or is that black magic? Very good point. Because, yeah, you can't, I mean, that's the one, don't get me started on love spells, but, um, you know, you just, you, in, in life, never take, try to take over anybody's thought process. You know, no matter what you're doing, just stop it. Um, she, she was resolute that, you know, these, these were spells that were cast for the her, her response was that the person who is being influenced doesn't realize that it's actually for their own good. Ah, uh, see? That's... <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I just... I'll, I'll leave that one. Neck. I'll just leave that one there, shall I? <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just leave it because, see, I'll this just is... just park that one. <laughs> this has to do, I mean, that has to do with all these people who claim to be witches and put stuff out there to people who don't know any better which keeps us like really down below trying to crawl up and smack people to say stop that you know because there's so many people like like on the internet teenagers are putting magic spells for people love spells and all kinds of stuff doesn't anybody realize they can do really great harm by doing that no and don't the people think oh look here's a great spell i can do this uh, it just it boggles the mind it's like a brain surgeon um, who graduated from kindergarten and is attempting surgery. 
You oh, know, there's a huge market over here. You, you go into the lot of the new age shops. There is a huge market for love spells and different spells for money, spells for success, spells for passing your car driving test, spells for examinations. Um, you know, you can go and you can buy these sort of yeah. You can buy these little packets, and inside yeah. there's not a candle, a sigil, uh, some some as you Americans keep saying herbs. Uh, despite <laughs> the fact that there's an H predominantly at the front of the word. Um, oh, but, 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 but and there are books. I mean, F- Waterstones or Barnes and Noble in, in the US and all the other bookstores are absolutely their shelves are buckling under books. Uh, that offer instructions on how to perform spells. Yeah, and of course, since they... Harry Potter, every teenage girl, including my daughter, um, decided Ingardium that they. Leviosa, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, but but, but I, I just you don't you hear about that and you hear about all these people doing it, but you do not hear the bad repercussions that happen to people when idiots pick up a wand, and it will not only impact the person that they're trying to do whatever with it could impact their family it could impact their lives but people don't understand this and none of these books talk about that they don't you know they want okay yeah it's easy to do spells but there are consequences if you're doing it correctly there are consequences and that's the thing that really gets my dander up because people are being hurt that shouldn't be because of idiots Hmm. sorry true sorry so, I mean, spells are. I mean, it, it's not. Is it any different than you, you said? There's a danger, but what's the difference between that and using a Ouija board or, or uh, any of the other divinations or all, any supernatural act that we do? I'm going to kind of compare spells to prayer, um, in a sense, in a broad, mm-hmm. in a very broad sense, because when you do a spell, you are looking for um, something to happen. You're begging for something to happen. You're actually praying for something to, to happen. To whoever you believe the universe? in. The universe? Well, the universe is one. Some people believe in the different deities. They can you know, do that. So when um, you're doing a spell, though, where, where does that power come from? It's energy that comes from within you. It's manifesting power within you and sending it out to the universe. And I'll and and I'll talk about energy balls when we come back. How do you it's know a, we're coming back? Well, we might not. Because I put a spell on you. I don't know. She's a witch, of course. That's how she knows. No, that's a back. psychic. That's a different thing. Hopefully, <laughs> not if she, not if she's cast a spell up on Ben to make sure we come back. No. Ooh, did I? Or I not? doubt it. I doubt it. Anyways, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles. Uh, <laughs> International, right here on Tojina and Pararex Radio with uh, Steve Parsons, uh, Marla Brooks, and myself, uh, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Matuan, Massachusetts, and of course, the Gallant Messier Family Law Group. So if you got a bum you want to get rid of, go see him. Anyways, uh, we'll be right back after the following uh, massages. <laughs>
Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly gooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Welcome back to part two of Ghost Chronicles, the third Tuesday of the month edition, where we span half the globe from the west coast of the United States to the west coast of the United Kingdom, with New England stuck in the middle. Uh, with your host tonight, Marla Brooks, the West Coast Witch, New England's very own teamster, boss, Ron Kolek, and me, the old standard in good something. And like our subject to tonight is a teen throb. Teams the boss. Teams are up is much better. Yeah, all right then. Um, yeah, and the subject tonight is is Marla's pet subject of witchcraft. Yeah, now we scare a few people into this, but but let me explain. We were talking right before yeah. the break about balls. energy energy balls. Yes, I'm <laughs> sending a ball of energy to you. Yeah, and this, tonight this the rest week. of the show is going to be. I like the balls, I guess. Pretty ballsy, yeah. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so people, when we cast spells, you were talking about that. We manifest energy and send it out to the universe. Now, people say that energy is not tangible. And so, you know, it's we, they only believe things that they can touch and feel. So one of the things that we do is tell people, and you guys can try this if you want. <laughs> Sorry. I, I know. My, my mind was rushing on with touchy-feely balls. Yes, yeah. I know. I know. I, I'm, that's why I'm yeah. talking to keep my mind off of it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but all right. So if you guys have, oh, this is bad. It just enters into what he said. But if both your hands are free, <gasps> we're going to. It's gone downhill, hasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Not intentionally, but this is this is what you need to do. You need two free hands to do this. So, you know, you're not holding a mic or anything, but, and everybody that's listening can do the same thing. If you want to actually feel energy, and you can, you take your hands, put them together, and rub them very, very hard for maybe 30 seconds until they start to tingle. So if you're doing that, you know, yeah, I know. I'm tingling. Keep going. But, but oh, do it until that happens. More. <laughs> And but really hard, you know, and then pull your hands very slowly apart. 
And when you pull your hands slowly apart, then very gently try to put them back together. (laughs) And you will feel something between your hands. Um, You started this, Steve. This is really bad. But you can feel you can feel the energy between your hands, and and it, it is tangible if you do it the right way. It is, and like I said, I did it, I did it on my show, and people in the chat room were going, "Oh my God, really? Oh, you know," and and they're commenting that they really did yeah, feel that energy. They're doing it now on this show. They're going, "Oh my God, did they really just say that?" That's what they're saying. Yes, exactly. But that's how you manifest. Spells sometimes. Do you want to attack this, Steve, and tell you what really happened? Uh, show. Uh, uh, no, I'll tell you, do you know, on this one occasion, I'm not going to be the hard headed, hard nosed, skeptical scientist who knows exactly the, the cause of that effect. Um, I'm, go- I'm going to go with the magic. I just think okay. it's, it's an energy ball. Um, yep. I'm not going to imagine. It's balls, all right. I'm not going to mention electrostatics or anything like that. Nope, exactly, nope, nope. exactly. But what are electric? I'm not going to. Uh, uh, what are electric statics? I mean, you you create them, right? Yeah, by rubbing rubbing your hands together. So yeah. so, but, but or, okay. it actually, created or destroyed. Well, you can you can create <laughs> a, an even better energy ball if you rub a, a balloon, or a latex balloon, on a, on your uh, jersey sweatshirt. Oh, you can walk across the st- floor and. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you can stick your energy ball on a wall. <laughs> yeah, I don't like balloons. But I'm not going to mention that. I'm quite happy to no, go with Marla's explanation. Well, because there, yeah, I mean, there is a rational reason for this, but but it's also a form of energy. However, you get it, whatever you do with it, it's right. there is no doubt that it's energy. I can yeah, that's yeah, and that's all I'm saying. That too. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm not saying it's not scientific and it's all, it isn't. I mean, you're doing it physically, so clearly it's not magical. Um, You know, you're doing it and you're creating this, but your intention, if you put your intentions into what you're feeling and doing and sending it out in this this ball of energy or whatever, um, that's what a lot of people do for healing. You know, some people do that instead of Reiki. Um, They will use energy balls and send them out and, you know. It's it's just a, it's it's I kind of like to live in the gray area, you know. I mean, I'm I'm certainly You're well over that line right now. Don't, don't I know, I know. Tensions. <laughs> I mean, you can't just make balls and throw it at people. You got to have well. You if right? somebody gave you a water balloon, I would bet you would throw it. Yeah, but I'm saying you're talking about healing, so yeah, yeah I know. There has I to know. be an intention there, right? Not just making balls and throwing yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, no, there's so, always an intention. But all right, doing a spell is is the same thing, and people get really upset when I say this. It's it's like um, praying. You're yeah. asking. I your was going to say, yeah, I was going to yeah. say, Ron is sitting there being all hard nosed and dismissive of this, and yet I know that Ron goes to mass every week and prays. Yes. Usually yeah. for forgiveness. But what's your point? Well, <laughs> you are you are do, you are. Yeah, what's your point? I don't, I'm not sure what you're saying. I don't uh, make magic balls in church. I'm sorry. Well, a prayer is essentially the same thing. You yes. are making an, a I'm magical. I'm not denying that. You I are never making. Said, I never pray, said. When, I never when made. So, no, 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 no. When somebody it's the same thing as a cigarette, which is you're manifesting, you're using whatever, yeah. putting it out to the universe, crap. But what yeah, is, you're putting it out to the universe crap is called praying to God. 
Exactly. I told you the exact same thing. How can you be odd with me when I'm totally agreeing with you? Why are you dismissing that in some people and yet you're Dismissing what? I am not dismissing anything, you freaking asshole. And this is why they brought me in every third Tuesday. Yeah, to stop the fighting. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I say that with the the greatest of endearment, Steve, right? Yeah. You know, God will smite you for saying that. I know. <laughs> the worst gin it will. <laughs> but no, the, I, I would agree with you absolutely, Steve. And I've always compared that. And if you go back to some of my old mileage shows, you'll hear me saying the same mm-hmm. thing in it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know where you got up the point where I was dismissing it. I was dismissing the balls well, yeah, of energy. Never dismiss balls. And my comparison was that the intention was the important part of it. Well, it is. And and that's a prayer and a spell is, is intention. And whoever you're asking, I mean, let me explain that people think that, that if we do spells, we call upon Satan. Um, if you're pagan. Some people do. Wait a minute. Some people well, some do. People hey, do. Some hey people what about do. the dyslexic witch who called upon Santa? There that's you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can... We pagans embrace all different religions. You know, you can be. I know Christian druids. I know Jewish witches. You know, if you're practicing paganism and witchcraft, you don't have to give up your belief system. You keep your belief system, but you're kind of adding to it. You're you're being maybe a little bit more open-minded, maybe a little bit closed-minded in other things. But it's exactly um, the same thing. We are praying for blah. X, Y, Z, whatever we're praying for and to whom we're praying. And people say, no, no, no. And I tell people that they cur- people do curses because they're so afraid of witch curses. And I tell people, well, you, you know, you do curses every day on people and you just don't realize it. No, I don't do that. And I said, well, what about that car that cut you off the other day? Well, that, blah, 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 and, and, and. You and gave I, him the sacred sign, didn't you? Yeah, exactly. I said, that's a curse. Whether you like it or not, you just curse that person. No, I would never do that. You know, my God would not let me do that. Mm? Well, you know, you did. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, so cursing and, and spells and, and stuff is, it's the same thing as um, prayers and uh, smite. Smoting? What? <laughs> There's a word I'm trying to think of. But yeah, I mean, we're not that much different than everybody else. I mean, you know, some people are dark. Some people are. Some people, um, but Satanists are not witches. So when people are doing, you know, spells and things, witches, all, you know, we dance with Satan. Many, many witches do not believe in Satan. They believe in a duality of good and evil. Right and wrong, you know, yeah. you light and dark. But um, Satan was a Christian creation. The name Satan or, or you know, Lucifer, Diablo, whatever, came in with Christianity. And, and, and here we go again, as going to be controversial, but as a scare tactic, when the Christians came in, they wanted to convert the pagans. So they had to create a being to scare yeah, the hell out of them. Every culture way before that had their own evil whatever. Yeah, yeah they did. It just didn't have a name for it. They had some other name for it. And, and yeah. every culture in this place has something that we use to scare people mm-hmm. straight. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, I mean, the, the, but the thought that people say, well, you know, witches will go to the devil to do their bidding and stuff. They don't believe, you know, witches don't necessarily believe in Satan, but they do believe in the duality of good and evil. And there is always a one with the other hand in hand. 
So we were going to talk about, uh, we, we did talk, by the way, you know, the Salem Witch Trial, we always think it was this terrible dark period. It was like two years in, in the whole uh, history. And then uh, they it gave rise to a huge tourist industry. That's in 1697, yes. which is only a few years later than, uh, in fact, in 1711, they passed the colonial bill restoring the rights and good names of all those accused and granting 600 pounds in restitution to their heirs. So we, we made it all better. You did, and now you're making a lot of money, too. And it wasn't until 1957 that more than 250 years later that the Massachusetts formally apologized for the events mm-hmm. of 1790, because we have to apologize for our bad behavior, even though well, we were there 250 years ago. But well, we were, fault, yeah, I know. I'm sure. Yeah, it falls on our shoulders, but, you Anyways. know. Mm-hmm. Despite you saying that uh, witches are all around us, uh, Steve actually knows about the the last witch. Steve? Yeah, well, because over here in the UK, um, I, I'm, you'll see worldwide on, on the interweb, uh, the story of Britain's last witch, uh, mm-hmm. a lady called uh, Helen Duncan who was prosecuted in 1944. Uh, And the newspapers in those days were no better than they are today in getting their facts right. Um, And they they headlined the case as this was the last witch trial uh, or ever to take place on British soil. In actual fact, she was never charged with witchcraft. She was charged with a section under a section of the Witchcraft and Vagrancy Act. Balls Uh, of light without a license. And in fact, the actual charge was that she conspired together with person or persons unknown to pretend to exercise or use a kind of conjuration to wit that through the agency of the said Helen Duncan, spirits of the deceased should appear to be present. Um, and in fact, in such places as the said Helen Duncan was in, and furthermore, that the said spirits were communicating with living persons then and there present, which was contrary to Section 4 of the Witchcraft and Vagrancy Act of 1735. So they got hold of this, and they made a big deal about it. You had... Um, it was this trial was huge, huge in its day. Um, crowds each day of the trial, crowds would gather outside. You had uh, on one side of the the courthouse, uh, you had banner waving spiritualists all on the side of of Helen Duncan, who was a a successful, well known medium um, at, at, at the time. Uh, and on the other side, you had. Uh, the booing, hissing sceptics and cynics. Uh, this this all took place, actually, a few months earlier um, at the Master Temple Psychic Centre in Portsmouth, Hampshire. Uh, that's not the same as Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Um, <laughs> where Stanley Worth, who was a lieutenant, or lieutenant, if he'd have been in the US Navy, but he was a lieutenant in the Royal Navy, and he'd already been to several seances, and he considered them to be pretty poor, um, and uh, he approached the owner of the Master Temple Psychic Centre and complained and said, these aren't very good. And she said, well, if you come back in December, of, uh, was it December 43, I'm going to promise you something very special after Christmas. 
Um, she said that a Mrs. Duncan was coming down from Scotland, describing her as a wondrous medium able to materialise spirits from ectoplasm. Uh, the price of admission would not be cheap, however, around $50 in today's equivalent. So actually quite cheap. Um, actually, Maud joked, um, uh, so the, the counsel during the trial joked about the, the cost and said that this might seem a reasonable amount of money if one was going to see the ghost of Napoleon or the Duke of Edinburgh, but not much value for a mere bogus conjuring trick. Uh, anyway, Lieutenant Worth went along. He bought tickets for himself and a fellow naval officer. They arrived and they sat down and Helen Duncan, who was clad in a black gown, came out and sat in front of the cabinet, which was a, a curtained-off corner of the room. And uh, the whole room was lit by a weak red light bulb, partially covered with a handkerchief to dim down the light further. Um, Elizabeth Jones, one of the uh, owners and protagonists of the uh, psychic centre, and had been an entertainer of troops during the First World War, a bit of a gal, led the circle in prayer and then in song, which the spiritualists claimed to uh, use to raise the vibrations. And uh, they, they sang on this occasion uh, that well-known American hit, South of the Border Down Mexico Way, what? which was, yep, which was <laughs> supposedly a favourite of the medium Helen Duncan. Oh. Meanwhile, she tilted her head and apparently began snoring softly um, and began by some means to generate ectoplasm, which crept sinuously from beneath the cabinet behind her and out into the room. Uh, Lieutenant Worth was then invited by Duncan to summon a spirit, and in reply, the ever so slightly sceptical uh, naval officer asked if his aunt was present, even though he knew that she was alive and well and driving an ambulance in London. Yes, came the husky reply, and the spirit speaking through Helen proceeded to pass on her greetings from the other side, together with other vague nonsense and meaningless messages for Worth. By the time the seance ended after several hours, Worth was, Lieutenant Worth was absolutely indignant. He was incandescent with outrage, and he went straight to the police the following day. Uh, the next day, Detective Inspector Ford of the Hampshire Police asked Worth if he would be prepared and attend another seance, this time as a stooge. Worth agreed, and on the evening of January the 19th, oh, very nearly the anniversary, um, Worth, together with Reserve Constable Cross, went to the seance room again in Portsmouth to attend another of Duncan's performances. Uh, as the seance progressed, a series of spirit forms were manifested. A parrot named Bronco appeared. The bird came fluttering down from somewhere whenever his name was called. Bronco was then followed by a rabbit. After the rabbit disappeared, the father of one of the sitters appeared. Uh, in life, this gentleman had been a policeman, and through Helen Duncan, he gave some vague messages um, for his son. As the spectral policeman began to bid farewell, a scene of absolute chaos erupted as Constable Cross lunged towards the spirit uh, of the other policeman, the ghostly policeman, grabbing the ectoplasm as Lieutenant Worth shone his torch towards the cabinet. Cross then blew his whistle to summon other policemen who were waiting outside. 
Several members of the circle shouted in, pr- in protest, and Helen Duncan began shrieking obscenities. Elizabeth Jones attempted to knock the torch out of Worth's hand, while somebody gave the police constable a hearty shove, knocking him off balance. <laughs> you can just imagine this scene, can't you? Amongst all of the madness, the ectoplasm, not surprisingly, slipped from Cross's uh, grasp and vanished, leaving no trace. But Cross swore he had just been butter muslin that he'd been holding on to. Uh, and so it goes on. Eventually, uh, the, as the trial continued, um, her QC, her, de- um, her defence counsel, was Charles Lowsby, who himself was an ardent spiritualist, and who said that he would defend Duncan by the simple strategy of proving her to be a genuine medium, and thereby precluding the possibility of fraud. Um, he even offered uh, to for, to have Duncan perform a séance uh, for the judge and jury to demonstrate conclusively that she was a genuine medium. Um, on hearing this offer, Helen Duncan, who'd been sitting in the dock staring impassively ahead, flushed visibly um, and had a, a bout of apoplexy. Um, when the judge turned down, Lowsby's offer saying he had no desire for his courtroom to be turned into a sideshow. Uh, the press were somewhat disappointed. Um, several of the spiritualists booed at the judge and shouted encouragement towards uh, Helen Duncan. But Helen Duncan herself looked to be suddenly much better. Uh, Lowsby also claimed he was going to produce 300 witnesses willing to testify. Uh, that Duncan was in fact the genuine article uh, but at the judge's suggestion uh, elected to only call 45 of them, some of whom had attended dozens and dozens of seances and they all described spectral hands reaching out and tears and kisses on tear-streaked cheeks anyway um, as it goes on somewhat inevitably uh, the jury retired and um, she was found guilty mm. on all counts. Oh. Um, and to which uh, I, uh. She, she shouted out in her broad <laughs> Scottish accent, I didn't can, I never did. Uh, chaos uh, ensued around the courthouse. Helen Duncan was dragged down to the... Um, to be taken away to, to jail. Her daughter shouted at the judge... Um, and as, she, as Helen Duncan finally descended the steps to the courthouse, she shouted back, I, I have never heard so many lies in my life. I don't know why people should allow me to get away with it. Anyway, she was banged up and she got out eventually. Um, after, uh, after, I can't remember the exact length of the, of the uh, trial, of the sentence. But she got out and she was uh, on the promise of good behaviour and she would never uh, undertake seances uh, or public demonstrations ever again mm. for about six months. And then she was back at it and she was prosecuted several more times. And they um, didn't try to kill her? No, uh, in fact, later on, she she died of natural causes because she was extremely large. Uh, ah. She was a very large lady, um, and not always in the very best of health. Um, 
And it was um, very much the case that uh, she passed away due to natural causes exacerbated by her health conditions. However, it was often said by her supporters that uh, this came about as a result of a seance that took place in the 1950s, um, that um, in which, again, she was grabbed as the lights were turned on. She again started slinging insults and fists, ah. and um, she she took her left at that. I believe her last seance was around about 1955, um, and in fact, I met somebody last year at the uh, Kilmarnock Spiritualist Church with our mutual friend Stephen Scott, who had been who uh, had had some artifacts and some memorabilia from those last seances during the late 19 so the middle 1950s. Oh. Um, which was fascinating to see. Ectoplasm, uh, maybe. There is still, you know, there is still um, uh, no. There is actually a sample of Helen Duncan ectoplasm in the SPR uh, archives. Um, she's always going to be controversial. There are still many, many people and many websites that describe her as a, as the genuine article, a medium persecuted by the state. Um, it's also a fact that she was found. Uh, tried and found guilty of fraudulent practice more than once, uh, several times in fact, and was actually found um, to be fraudulent by the Spiritualist Alliance, which is the UK was wow. the UK's governing body for for spiritualism. Um, but whatever whatever the truth might be, whatever your belief in Helen Duncan, she's always going to be associated with the story, which itself is a fiction that she was Britain's last witch. Wow. Oh, that's pretty cool. But yeah. I mean we have we have people being tried for witchcraft today. Uh not not in the not in the <laughs> civilized countries luckily, but well, uh they're killing them in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, there was there was a case uh during Oh, the, I missed that one. Nineteen in the nineteen eighties and nineties here in London, uh London, England, of West African witches who mm. uh, and it ended up with uh, body parts child's body parts being found in the Thames. Mm. Yeah, witch hunts are still alive and well. So, what's you know, I mean, we're almost out of the time for the show, but is it, isn't Voodoo a form of witchcraft? No, not exactly. Why? It's way differently. Well, wait, voodoo wait, 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 why? Well, because Voodoo is based on um, the saints, the Christian Catholic saints. Yeah. Those are there, and and so they don't. Well, okay, and it, I guess you can say that. It, yeah, it's similar, but it's different. I had a I had a really good uh, voodoo priest on one time, and he did explain the differences. But that was a long time ago, it's and I don't remember exactly. Catholicism, isn't it? It is. It's exactly. I mean, it's it's. It's a bit of West African thrown in. It's Catholic black magic. <laughs> I mean, that's what it is. Because they, they do blood rituals and all kinds of rituals and all that, but it's always to a particular saint and and a very common saint. You know, it doesn't have to be Santa Muerte, the, the saint of death. I mean, all saints are covered. So it, it's not exactly the same thing. And no, they don't call themselves witches either. Yeah, but that's the, what the, I mean, we we try they, to define what is a witch, but they we really do, can't. If you, oh, is the uh, safe the which yeah. bit the door, so we have to go. Anyway. Tackle, tackle then. So uh, if somebody yeah. wanted to find out more about you, Miss Smala, how could they do that? 
They can go to my website, MarlaBrooks.com, and that'll kind of lead them in all the directions they need to find. Mm. So anyways, this is our first attempt at this wonderful idea that I had, and uh, I thought it was... Too badly wrong? No. No, not at all. Not Not for a first try. Mm -mm. No, Steve was a little long-winded, but other than that, we were fine. (laughs) You wanted me to tell you the story of The Last Witch. What could I do? I didn't think it was a freaking hour long. What do you want? Well, here, the edited version, fat woman charged under under the vagrant. There you go. Fair enough. And died a natural death many years later. (laughs) There you go. Mm. Yeah, I'm sure then we'd have got lots of complaints saying, I oh, didn't tell us much about the last witch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to thank you guys for uh, doing this. It's pretty good. We'll have to come up with another subject uh, for next month, yep. which will be intriguing. Um, and I, I do want to apologize for calling uh, Mr. Uh, Parsons uh, skeptical on the show today. So... Uh, Skeptical is good, you know. Cynical isn't good, but skeptical is good. Oh, no, that wasn't it. Oh, I call it something else. That's right. I forgot. Anyway, uh, thank you for joining. Steve, you got anything coming up you want to mention? No. Okay, so there you go. You can check out all the cool stuff I'm doing, including my paranormal study group tonight at Circles of Wisdom, who is the sponsor of the show, and, of course, the Messier, the uh, Gallant Messier. Uh, Firm of Hitman. Family Law Group. So, there you go. And, yeah, if you uh, want anybody taken out. Just call Mala. Mala no, puts stuff on it. Yeah. Call what's her name instead. Unless you take them out in the British sense. I you take them out, give them dinner. Yeah. Anyways, there's the tunes. we got to go. Movie. Good night. Peace and Good light night. and all that stuff now. Yeah, lo- lo- loving stuff. See you next week. Good night. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.